So today we are going to talk, be talking about the desktop and the laptop market and the decline that has been occurring in the last couple of quarters. Uh, some call it dramatic shift, some call it shift, but definitely it's something that we haven't seen probably in a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be trying to uh, explain what are the trends, what are the preferences, and what is the idea behind uh, people not buying uh, newer computers. Uh, I'm going to be touching something about refurbished computers and the refurbished market that is going to be uh, important in the next uh, couple of years. And then we are going to be trying to predict future, if possible. So, welcome to IT Show, uh, where talk meets tech and vice versa. Please roll the intro. Okay. Okay. Now... Who is going to start? The usual questions. We are in uniforms today. Weather yep. has provided the swag for the show, so we are uniformed. I make properly. This, I think I make this look nice. <laughs> so this is this is fine. Yes, you are walking and talking uh, like model for the t-shirts. That's what you are. Yes, semi-autonomous artificial intelligence. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Okay, so where shall we start? At the beginning. Uh, give me the numbers. Give you the numbers. Give me the numbers. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start at, uh, uh, Q1, let's say, Q1? Uh, Q1 2023, what is happening in Q4 2022, uh, year to year? Year to year? Yes. You are a very demanding dude, you know that? It's, mu it's much easier to understand when the, we are comparing year to year and trying to understand what is happening. So give, give me the numbers, then we'll try to make sense of it. Okay. So uh, some of the reports, let's say Gartner, etc., say that worldwide PC shipments declined 30% in Q1 or two of 2023. They say that the reason for that is high inventory and low demand. Yes. Okay. We're going to have a, a, a constructive discussion about that, whatever the constructive discussion about that means. So that's the first number that we need to discuss. And now th then they break it down by different brands. And the market slumps that we are discussing are, I haven't seen anything like that in my life, actually. Uh, let's say 30% for Lenovo, 24% uh, for HP, 30% for Dell, 34% for Apple. I think Apple should be treated a little bit separately in our discussion as well. That there is a reason for that. Yes, I, I am completely sure. I am completely with you because Apple, uh, and this is the point I was trying to make, is that uh, Apple right now is in the middle of an experiment. And they have completely uh, went off the usual steps in the market and they are just pushing a completely new technology and new platform in the market. So they are separate because uh, HP, Dell, uh, Lenovo, and usual, all, suspects. All, all usual suspects are more or less pushing what they had uh, up until now. Uh, Apple has switched uh, chips, has switched uh, architectures, and they are probably the most promising laptops on the market. For the future. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, Asia's 30%, Acer 36%, and others 30%. On average, uh, the market research that uh, I'm looking at right now says 30% decline in Q1. So uh, compared to this, I have additional numbers. It says that uh, projected uh, decline for everything, devices, so they, they, they count tablets, PCs, and mobile phones into it, okay. 
is still decline of 4.4% uh, year to year for uh, uh, 2023. And they are uh, projecting that this year is going to be 1.7 billion units sold. Okay. And the thing that actually was surprising to me is that the world of PC market, so PC shipments, was mm -hmm. uh, for the first quarter was 55.2 million units. Okay. It's awfully low. Okay. Uh, 55 million, million units is something that's awfully low, especially uh, compared to the pandemic years, mm -hmm. because the PC market, if you remember in the pandemic years, the uh, PC market was actually going up, and it was going up uh, quite steeply, mm -hmm. because people kept uh, buying new devices for uh, home use, uh, home office, or uh, working from home. So a lot of devices got sold, and nobody was expecting that the market is going to slump so uh, hard. Actually, if you look at the long-term reports, this might come, come as a surprise to you. It's actually quite a bit different than what you think. Uh, the same report states that HP shipments in EMEA region dropped 37% uh, per, uh, when you compare it to a year ago. But also, we are talking about seventh consecutive quarter of double-digit slump for HP, fourth consecutive quarter for Dell, and for basically all of the all of the other usual suspects, which is uh, painting a little bit of a different picture to what I think we initially thought, because this is not necessarily a slump that happened, you know, like this. This is something that's a long-term trend. So basically, if this were a market and this, if the all the manufacturers were uh, countries, this would be called a recession. And deep recession uh, by name. Ex exactly the point. Um, my, I have, I have a couple of ideas, and I have a couple of uh, things because they said that the uh, market is right now uh, oversupplied. They said that the uh, market is going to be less supplied in the next couple of uh, days. But do you think that the market is oversupplied? I have a huge question mark. When the uh, uh, COVID thing started and mm -hmm. when everything was uh, just rolling and uh, starting, uh, they said that the, they cannot keep up with the supply, that they have a big problem the with uh, the, the big, couldn't could keep the supply up and running. Mm -hmm. and now we are oversupplied. Uh, did somebody make a projection that was completely wrong? Uh, because oversupply after a demanding market means that what you did is your projections were completely wrong. Mm -hmm. You did uh, you did the calculation and you decided you're going to make uh, because the oversupply today is the oversupply that was ordered uh, at least six months ago. Okay. So uh, somebody during the slump in the market, somebody was ordering more. Mm -hmm. So somebody is projecting that the number of devices is going to be uh, going up, not down. And I think that this is part of the problem. Part of the problem is nobody... People betting on future demand? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm getting, I'm uh, getting where uh, you're going with uh, this. Uh, the problem is that uh, suddenly we are seeing, okay, there is a decline in the market. But if you're telling me that uh, you have uh, seven quarters, consecutive quarters uh, of uh, lower and lower and lower demand, how do you have oversupply? Are you still uh, completely, uh, basically uh, convincing yourself that everything is going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Or are you consistently oversupplying the market with the idea of whatever? I would argue that there is no oversupply in a lot of the different categories, and you can easily check that by going online and uh, trying to uh, try uh, by trying to order something. 
you are rarely going to find a situation in which you have 500 laptops in stock somewhere. So oversupply, I don't think, is the problem. I think that uh, the market kind of worked itself out in the past year, year and a half, unlike what it was during COVID era, where the demands skyrocketed for laptops, for cameras, for all the stuff that were that were needed to work from home, which was kind of normal to to kind of expect from the standpoint of today. But the fact that the, the market has been uh, going in steep decline for years actually now, that's a completely different picture than, than what, it, uh, what I th- uh, initially thought. Having in mind that if you take a look at Q1 and go two years backwards, we are right in the midst of the COVID era. I think that the, there are two problems there. First, uh, the COVID era. COVID era was, uh, okay, it was a tragic excuse, but it was an excuse for people to... Uh, at least get a decent computer for their home office. Which was awesome. Yes. So uh, a lot of computers got decent, uh, a lot of people got decent computers for the home office, and a lot of computers uh, that were bought during the COVID era are going to be not more or less, but completely valid for the next uh, three years or so. Agreed. So this is one of the things that is driving the market down. You Mm -hmm. just need a certain amount of computers, and you don't need a third or the fourth or the fifth computer in your home. Coming from you, that's funny. Yes, but uh, coming from me, it's funny, but uh, it's my professional uh, job to say, okay, nobody's going to buy the fifth computer. If I'm insane enough to have uh, seven seven computers at home, this is just me being insane. But the regular consumer is going to stick with two laptops or three laptops. This this is going to be top. And since nobody's uh, selling their old old laptops Mm -hmm. uh, because the market is oversaturated, all laptops are being given away to uh, your friends, your uh, your parents, your all the people around you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So suddenly we have a perfect storm of uh, you not needing a new laptop because your laptop is now good enough. You giving away your old laptop, so uh, you are saturating part of the market that may possibly be buying something new, mm-hmm. and suddenly. Uh, who are the uh, laptop manufacturers going to sell to? Who are the prospective buyers? Yes. And the other thing is that uh, I recent, there is an oversupply. I recently bought uh, 13700 uh, Intel KF and it came at something like 370-ish euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the lower pr- lowest price that I have ever seen uh, for the um, CPU that is uh, in this par- that is targeted for this part of the market, because it's a high-end i7 uh, unit basically, and I have never seen high-end i7 units uh, at this price point. Exactly what what we were discussing earlier as well, yes. which I kind of commented on as well uh, a year and a half ago when I bought my 3900K. That was probably the cheapest, highest-end CPU that Intel uh, kind of like uh, made available to the market in God knows how many years. And it was still 30 or 40 percent uh, more expensive than it is today. Because I don't pr- think that it's it's not that much of a difference. It is a difference. I, I actually checked a couple of days ago. But to my surprise, that's basically like talking about, you know, what used to be the Extreme Edition. Yes. You know, CPUs, that's what it is. Yes, yes, and yes. Extreme Editions were 1,000 euros plus. Yes. And I bought it for know, 500 euros or something like that. The problem is that uh, the uh, I have a couple of uh, desktop computers at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, the oversupply is not only the oversupply on the seller's part, 
the oversupply is also uh, more or less saturation in the market. Because I have, I have, let's say, let's Very call it, point. let's call it, I have three desktops at home. Uh, I have a 8,700 uh, Intel, I have a 3,800 uh, AMD, and now I bought uh, 13,700. If I need to compare, did I actually need to buy the latest generation of the Intel? I would say no. Okay. Uh, the only I was reason, surprised that you did. You were a little bit more leaning towards AMD lately. Uh, I just wanted to be uh, up to the standards and up to the latest generations. Uh, Why? I think that the reason is because I was uh, lecturing on computer architecture and I did too many lectures on uh, how different uh, later generation of Intel is uh, compared to so the So you self-influenced yourself yes, so, so into buying. So basically I said I need a dog food uh, and I need yes. to I need Good to have Yeah, so I needed to but and, and the prices were insanely low. But other than that, the real need doesn't doesn't, doesn't exist. I didn't need the new a new PC. Uh, new desktop is fine. It's amazingly fast. It's flashy. It, it looks nice and so on. Windows 11 looks amazing. No, it doesn't. But uh, on, on 13700, it does. But <laughs> anyways, uh, other than this, it's just a new toy. Uh, the older AMD is perfectly fine. Even the uh, five generations old uh, Intel, Intel would be completely fine. Okay, so... Uh, I'd, I'd like to start my part of the of the story uh, with uh, a couple of honorable mentions. Honorable. We made three episodes in the past. Actually, at the beginning when we started doing our podcast, we made one that was related to insane hardware prices. Yes, that was I think our second episode. We'll go. We're going to link them in the description uh, description box of the video. After that, we made two videos related to laptop to laptop and motherboard designs which were also very very popular among our viewers uh, again thank you for that which kind of proved some other points that i think both of us were trying to make for a longer period of time especially me because i am a very big stickler about for, for some things related to upgradeability and whatnot so the current market situation um as it stands right now, I think has been caused by, from the user's perspective, we are talking now. Because I'm also a user who bought into the 13th gen. Uh, I paid my fair share of money for that and the motherboard and whatnot. I think that from the user's perspective, you're going to find two groups of reasons why people are not buying computers. The first one is that hardware is just too darn expensive. Graphic cards are insanely expensive. Some of the latest uh, graphic cards that came to the market, I'm not talking about high-end models, I'm talking about mid-range or what uh, some companies represented, uh, are representing as mid-range models, they are not good. They are bad GPUs. And everybody is saying that, so we, we can say it as well. But the basically the expense uh, the, the uh, hardware is expensive part of the story which is basically money related reasons you can also tie that down to something else which is kind of like playing out in front of our eyes in more ways than one it's maybe happening in different rhythm all around the world but it's still happening which is people are very very hesitant about spending money 
market crash, recession, inflation, all of the things that happened in the past year or so, maybe even less. I think it's having both conscious and subconscious effect on people and their decisions to buy hardware. So that's my take on the money perspective. Okay. Can I just can I just quickly uh, give my take on this? I'm I'm with you for the money perspective, but I think that the money itself is not the problem. I think that the perception of the price is the problem. No, no, the money problem. is not the problem because there is no money. Yes, but <laughs> also the perception of the price. Mm-hmm. Because first, in the couple, in the last couple of years, first the blockchain bros uh, broke completely the GPU market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are used to GPUs being expensive, although they are not anymore. Because the the blockchain market is basically gave up on the GPUs, so GPUs are not so expensive anymore. Uh, they are. Uh, not as much as they were a yeah, year yeah, ago, yes, but yes, still yes, they're yes, very yes, but expensive. In, in the people's mind, they are extremely expensive. Uh, the CPUs are not as expensive, as we said, but people also... also uh, don't need a new flashy CPU because the other CPU is more or less okay. Okay, don't so, go into that. That's so. So the uh, when you but you need to compare the prices to something you already own. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it's okay. But but it's... the price the price itself is not the GPU price is okay. CPU prices are falling, but CPU prices I would I would argue are quite quite okay. Yes, but and, and the motherboards are. More or less okay, unless you are willing to spend for a decent motherboard with decent uh, number of uh, connections. Uh, mm-hmm. When this is going to be completely insanely expensive, we are, we are talking at a thousand two hundred euros plus for a pro version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyways, the prices themselves are. I think the hardware itself is not uh, overpriced anymore. But I think the perception is that the hardware is overpriced. I think it is overpriced, especially on the GPU side of things. But let me go back okay. to the... So from the practical user perspective, some of the things that you mentioned and a couple of things that you didn't mention. Hardware is definitely fast enough. Okay. Absolutely. If you have three, four, five generations old computer... It has for been for five years. Yeah, and it's like for 99% of the people, that's good enough. If you bought a mid-range computer five years ago it would probably do whatever you needed to do unless you're gaming. Yes, unless you're gaming. Yes. That's exactly the, the caveat. Then, uh, related to the user's perspective of buying hardware, put yourself into the shoes of people buying hardware, which you did recently. I would argue that the expansion options that you mentioned actually lead to uh, a situation in which when users are considering buying something, like a motherboard, Mo- motherboard is a perfect example for that. It's just too darn complicated. Yes. Uh, that's why I mentioned our one of our previous episodes. Because you have a gazillion models, none of which probably meet your di- criteria for the computer that you want to do, because people who are buying computers as components in parts, they usually know what they're looking for, or they want to inform themselves before making a decision on what to purchase. This is not willy-nilly buying stuff. And uh, even though the, the websites of uh, motherboard manufacturers are so flashy and all of that, finding the correct information about a certain type of motherboard that you need is something that's uh, akin to art, Nowadays, go to Gigabytes and Asia's websites and try to find a motherboard that, for example, has, I don't know, uh, 
uh, two PCI Express slots for, uh, two M2 slots for SSDs and five PCI Express slots for expandability. Good luck. You're going to spend hours looking for that. I think that the big, biggest problem there is that uh, the engineering has completely given over to marketing. And uh, its website and scrolling yes, on it. It's just, I want to kill somebody when I see even it. Even if you I know what you're somebody. looking for, it's yeah. probably going to, you're not going to be looking for, I don't know, a PC Express slot. Mm -hmm. It's going to be called uh, exclusive gaming uh, yeah, extension yeah. port uh, yeah. angel dust uh, related something. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a good point. So this is another thing. It's not that it's more complicated. It's that it's completely incomprehensible. incomprehensible in, yes. Unreadable. And there is another thing to uh, another point to be made here, which is uh, if you look at it realistically, we, you have to uh, ask yourself what is the market circle, what is the market loyalty, what is the user's loyalty, what is the lifespan of the product that people buy, because when you're talking about the mob mobile phone, you could probably argue that. Uh, let's say a life for the, for this type of device in terms of how my, how long you're using it is, I don't know, three four years, whatnot, five. I don't know. Yes. It's difficult to say. But for the computers, I think that the the the, the actual life uh, expectancy for a computer when you buy it is getting longer. Uh, and we started. I remember that a couple of it would be probably 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. and there was a presentation by HP uh, that I attended, uh, and they were talking about the expanded, uh, expanded lifespan of um, laptops. Okay. And they said that they're expecting uh, for a business laptop to be ex uh, changed every 18 months and uh, a laptop for an end user every 22 months. Okay. So this is something that I know uh, right now, if you ask me if there is a single person who does this in this time frame, I don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, so I would guess that uh, even the most uh, optimistic enterprises are going to change uh, laptops every two years, usually three. every three. End mm -hmm. uh, users are going to change the laptop when it breaks. Mm -hmm. So, because there is no other reason, mm -hmm. there is no, uh, it is not going mm -hmm. to get obsolete. It is mm -hmm. going to work until it dies. So we have a, or we, uh, the, the hardware producers have a problem because the only thing that they can do is they can uh, create crappy hardware and uh, hope for the best that the end user is going Throw to. Throw it to the uh, wall and see what sticks? No, the, the end user is going to be uh, uh, having to exchange his, his, his own new broken uh, laptop with a newer broken laptop. Mm -hmm. So this is something that is not driving the market up. This is just creating additional, uh, I would call it disservice to the market because mm -hmm. people expect that the hardware is going to be bad they expect it to be uh, broken down uh, before it even starts to work. So uh, people are reluctant to buy anything new. And okay. this is also creating a down, downward trend. Okay, let's link that to one of our very, uh, let's say, one of our dear topics, which is the secondary hardware market. Yes. What do you think how all of this is going to influence that? Uh, first... It is obvious that the uh, market uh, for the refurbished device is going to go up. Right now, the market for refurbished devices has two uh, different uh, parts. One is the enterprise market. Okay. Because the enterprise market has suddenly become interesting for uh, home user and end user. 
Okay. Because uh, small office, home office uh, devices, uh, more or less, can, uh, can they be, uh, you can just go and buy an enterprise-level device for your own home office. I'm mm -hmm. talking about switches, I'm talking about the routers, I'm talking about X points, I'm talking about uh, all the other networking equipment. You can buy amazingly cheap uh, desktops that are usable if you need to do a large-scale device um, uh, deployment for whatever reason you, you need to. Uh, we have come to a point where it is actually cheaper to buy a complete PC based on, I don't know, i3 that is five years old than it is to buy a new newish Raspberry Pi. Okay. And we have come to a point where uh, refurbished hardware is so cheap that people are completely turning uh, towards it. The other Market thing, researchers uh, played it out as well. Yes, they and the other thing out. is that the uh, market for used devices uh, for the end user, mm -hmm. uh, refurbished PCs, refurbished uh, laptops, is also huge. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple is quite expensive on this refurbished market, but uh, other brands are not, uh, not so much. So... Uh, I think that they are expecting that in the next 10 years it's going to go up when it says 8.9 percent. I'll, I'll try to do a I'll try to do a reference in the in the uh, description. In, in the description. But uh, I am expecting that this is going to be even more. So they're expecting that the market is going to be something like 10.4 uh, or 10.5 billion dollars by 2031. Okay. And I expect this to happen. I expect that the market is going to go up because... Uh, that refurbished market. Yes, okay. refurbished market. Because uh, older devices are good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, companies are still throwing them away uh, while they're still in their useful life. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to drive the refurbished market up and this is also going to drive the new, new, new harder market uh, down. And I think that the pressure is going to be even more. To lower the prices of the new yes, hardware. Yes, mean, yes, yes, yes. I would like to see that happen because uh, uh, the, the 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 prices of stuff like again going back to graphic cards, the mid-range GPU, the latest one that Nvidia uh, released, is more than four hundred dollars. Okay, but uh, it's, in, it's insane because let's, it's it's let's call it what it is. It's a bad product. Okay, but uh, let's talk about the reference that we are always using, uh, so the business computer. Mm -hmm. The computer that is, that, that is right now uh, driving uh, two desktop, two, uh, two monitors, probably. Mm -hmm. That is right now driving, uh, I don't know, Outlook, uh, whatever you're using for the web browser, mm -hmm. and it requires eight gigabits of, uh, eight gigabits of RAM. I think this is this can uh, this is going to be under a thousand uh, under a hundred euros uh, in a couple of years uh, for a reasonable configuration. Yep. I'm not talking for any configuration, but I'm talking about a reasonable configuration that is available for the business market, and nobody is going to be needing a faster computer than this. So suddenly we have come to a point where the electricity prices are uh, higher than the price of the uh, hardware. It never <laughs> was like this. Okay. And this, this hardware also includes uh, different licenses. Okay. So we are going to be seeing a lot of uh, uh, refurbished hardware on the market, and we are going to be seeing a lot of uh, businesses uh, buying into the refurbished hardware just because it makes sense. Okay. And I left uh, one topic uh, 
as a separate thing, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the episode, which is the Apple situation, uh, because their sales also fell like 30% in terms of the uh, Macs. Specifically, I'm not talking about iPhones now because we're talking about computers as a part of this episode. And there are multiple reasons why that is happening. And I don't want you to read from my screen what those are. I'm asking you, what do you think why uh, Apple has a situation at which in which they have a 30% decline in their laptop sales? I have more than a few ideas why. I have a I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, sneaky suspicion that uh, the uh, main reason for both you and me is going to be the same, but we're going to uh, phrase it uh, differently. Okay. I think that I actually bought one. You know that. Uh, yes, but I think that what uh, Apple did is that they created too good of a platform. Uh, Which one? Uh, the M1. Absolutely agreed. Uh, I think that the uh, new platform w- is so quick, so power efficient and so usable that people don't need more. Agreed. And at the same time, they try to uh, create their own system of tier devices, so the lowest tier being Air, uh, being Mac Mini, and then creating a Mac Pro and whatever, whatever, Mac whatever. Mac Studio, Mac Studio, yeah, okay. Mac, uh, Integrated Displays, whatever. But people are not, not buying it. Uh, Mac Mini, that you can buy for 600 euros, is completely capable of running even the most demanding applications. Agreed. And then why would you need uh, five or six times uh, more expensive uh, Mac Studio for to get, I don't know, 20% more performance out of? It's, easier, it is, it's easier to buy two, uh, to buy four Mac Minis mm-hmm. than to buy a new newer Mac Studio and get not the performance uh, on the single seat, but you can get basically parallel performance if you need to do something uh, for professional applications for a fraction of the price. Mm-hmm. So they created... Uh, Their own problem, basically. They, they created a problem with, by creating uh, an amazing architecture mm-hmm. and then they tried to uh, apply older business practices to this uh, same architecture. Okay, G- going from that, I, I agree. That's my first reason why. M1 is just so darn good. M2 just doesn't look... As much as... Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, 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 it looks good, but it doesn't make sense. It's not only that. Uh, the, the computers are not mobile phones. Uh, upgrading computers, which is what uh, uh, Apple kind of like tried people to do. Uh, people are not going to upgrade computers year and year. That's not going to happen. Not let anytime me, soon, at least. Let me do a bad analogy. Uh, if you can buy a car that is completely uh, spec'd out uh, in regards to additional uh, accessories, equipment, and so on, and it is able to uh, go up to, I don't know, let's call it 130 kilometers per hour. And I offer you the same car with the same specification, but the top speed is now 200, and this car is going to be five times as more expensive. Mm -hmm. Which one would you buy? There is no question. Yes, and this is the problem that uh, Apple created. Okay. They uh, have the performance gain in the upper market for the for the more expensive machines that nobody needs, mm-hmm. uh, because they already created a machine that is much faster than the previous generations, and that's just it. People are going to stick with the uh, uh, Mac okay. Airs and M1s in the basic configuration. Hence the reason why initially the M1 sales were. Whew, up through the roof, and then when M2 came uh, came out, 
Yes, because everybody was everybody is expecting that uh, the newer Mac is uh, Macs are going to be behaving the same as the older generations with Intel. Funny situation. Uh, last two, no, not last week, ten days ago, when I was ordering my uh, M2 Mac Mini non-pro version, the uh, M2 non-pro version of Mac Mini was cheaper than M1 version of non-pro Mac Mini. Mm, let's call it the supply issue, probably. There is an extreme oversupply of M2s. I mean, it was it was kind of funny to see. Yes, but I don't think that uh, Apple is laughing. I know, because they they created this problem, but they actually compounded it with a couple of other things that they did. Um, the, one of the reasons why people dislike, outright dislike M2s, at least some of the models, is because um, a little bit of a truth came out in, in a sense of performance, not only for the CPU part of the, uh, of the whole generation, they actually created designs with SSDs that were slower than the previous generation. That came out in multiple articles. A lot of people read that, and a lot of people were, people were obviously unhappy with that, which is completely rational. It's completely understandable. If I'm buying a new device that's a generation newer than the older one, I expect it, in terms of the storage performance, to have the same storage performance or better. No way I'm expecting it to be slower. Okay. Or accepting it. Okay, but Apple is uh, used to uh, creating uh, problems where the problems uh, shouldn't be. Yes. The, with every other generation, they are creating uh, another set of problems. Uh, faulty keyboard, uh, unusable. Well, butterfly keyboards, uh, yeah. Yes, unfaulty keyboards, uh, replacing the function keys with the screen. Um, having computers that are falling apart because of the batteries, having computers that are falling... Uh, Bulging batteries. Yes, that, that are changing colors because of the temperature and so on. So they're used to doing uh, problems where the problems shouldn't be uh, appearing at all. And this is not something that I would uh, take against. It's just Apple being Apple. They cannot be too perfect. But the problem with M1 versus M2 is something that was completely... Uh, Apple made it was something that couldn't be uh, could be um, anticipated and this is something that uh, Apple cannot unmade now so mm -hmm. uh, slower SSD okay I'm fine but uh, the problem is how do you explain to yourself that you're going to be paying three four five six times more for a piece uh, for a computer that is going to be 10% or 20% uh, faster than the cheaper one Okay. And this is the biggest problem. Uh, people bought M1 Air to see what is going to happen, saw that it, it is amazing, mm -hmm. and then they decided to skip over for the next two generations with the Apple Silicon. I decided not to buy M1 because, you know, first generation of a product. Okay, but you were one, of the, really one of the few. They kicked ass with, with M1, there's no question. And this is going to be uh, become a problem for the refurbished market also. Okay. Because the price of the airs, uh, give it a, another year, price of, price of the all the other airs on the market, in the refurbished market, is going to fall down uh, steeply. Because, oh, I hope. Because M1 is going to rule the, uh, the, the refurbished market for the next seven or eight years uh, at minimum. You would not believe the second-hand prices of uh, Apple hardware. I'm talking laptops. Yes, I know. I checked them. Whatever. 
the, the second price, second hand prices are just insane. Even for very very old hardware. Yes, I know. You can it's still buy. You can still buy a uh, first generation of uh, Mac Airs. It's what 2007, 2006. So the first, first, first generation of the is also uh, is available, and I think that the price is compare uh, can be compared to a new-ish uh, Lenovo laptop refurbished. Mm-hmm. So something like three hundred euros or four hundred euros. So the price, uh, at least in Europe, is artificially high. For mm-hmm. the uh, hardware in in the United States, it's different. Okay, yeah, they, they, they there's have a, a reason for for yeah. that. At least on on paper, there's a reason for that. It's import tax related, but the prices of uh, Apple devices in Europe, uh, in U- EU generally, I'm not going to talk about Croatia because that's an outlier that's not worth discussing because our local distributor of Apple products is insane in terms of pricing. But generally speaking, uh, the uh, prices of all of the Apple devices in EUI are in uh, European Union are quite a bit higher than what they are in the rest of the world. Okay, but in the in the States, it's also the situation. Uh, there yeah. is an amazing number, number of devices and people are used to changing them every couple of years. So mm. you have a huge secondary market of the pr- devices and uh, this drives the price down. I also took a look uh, because all of these reports were coming out as, you know, PC market slump and laptops uh, declining in popularity, 30% decline, blah, 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 all of that. And there were quite a few articles available on on the net about this. I also took a look at what the, uh, let's say, uh, IDC and a couple of other, uh, let's say, uh, analytics uh, companies say about the server market. It's completely the opposite. And I found an IDC research in uh, uh, 2022, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, their estimations are that year on year on 2023, the overall market is going to shrink just 0.3%, which is basically statistical error, so not worth yes. mentioning. And then, then it's going to grow 11% next year, 11% next year, and let's say in the region of uh, 9, 8, 9% year on year 2026 and 7, which is completely the opposite of what the market uh, analytics uh, houses like uh, Gartner, IDC, and whatever are uh, uh, saying when you when the topic is uh, laptops, PCs, or whatever. Uh, they are expecting the, the the market to kind of like bounce back at the, at the end of this year. I don't think it's going to happen for the servers. No, no, no. For the for the desktop. No, 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 no. Desktop, desktops are. Uh, I think the the market is going to be continue continue declining for at least uh, four quarters more. So for at least a year more, and then we are going to see. Uh, I would call it probably a stagnation, not not uh, something that is going to be uh, of any note. So you think that that's related to just job requirements and people requiring mobile devices or something else? Uh, first, we we briefly touched on this in one of the other uh, episodes. The, first, the saturation. Uh, second, the. I wouldn't call it outsource, but uh, using uh, cloud services uh, more so that the requirements for the typical PC uh, that you're working for, uh, working at, uh, are going to decline. You're not going to be needing a uh, system that fast because a lot of things are going to be completely moved to the cloud. So parts of the process, parts of the business process and so on. So you won't be needing your local uh, power. Like, like a terminal. Basically. Yes. So you are going to be basically be running a net terminal. And the other thing is that uh, I'm not expecting that people are going to be wanting more. Okay. Because 
why? Why would you buy a right now? Uh, first, you don't know what the next generation is going to be. Is going mm -hmm. to be X eighty six S. Is going to be uh, ARM. Mm -hmm. Is going to be X sixty four. As long as your Windows ten is running, do you switch over to Windows eleven? Do you wait for the Windows twelve? Twelve. Mm -hmm. uh, is the Microsoft going to uh, do the big switcheroo with Windows twelve? As they said that there is not going to be a Windows 11, is there going even to be Windows 12? Is it going to come out next year? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be stop uh, stop supporting older version of uh, processors, whatever? So there are there are a lot of things that are happening on the market that big players need to think about, and usually the uh, there is no need to rush. So why buy why buy uh, an entire fleet of uh, new laptops when you can wait? Okay, to your point about cloud, I also checked some of the, uh, let's say, predictions for uh, public cloud services and how the growth of that is going to look like. And let's say that in 2022, it was projected to be roughly around, I think, they said $500 billion and then 600 and 700 or something like that. So the data bears out your prediction. I'm not sure that this is true. Uh, it's not about me hating cloud. We, we are not having the discussion because I don't hate cloud. Right? I'm a cloud realist, just like you are in a sense. But uh, I don't see that everybody is going to all of a sudden uh, use cloud way more instead of buying uh, their laptops or devices. I don't think that that's going to be necessarily the reason why the, let's say, laptop market is going to shrink. I just think that it's going to be I'm happy with my laptop. Um, I'm happy with my desktop PC. Uh, it's I've bought it. For example, this one I had for I have now for three and a half years. I have no plans to change it anytime soon unless it breaks. So and at, for at least the next year or two, I'm, I'm not going to ch change that. And most of the people that I have, a, let's say, on my contact list and uh, I talk to are saying the same thing. But being uh, IT people or not is not the relevant part of the discussion. Uh, whatever the, the, the let's say, the, uh, the the type of user uh, that we are discussing, they're saying the, sa the same things. Uh, do you see, let me just switch, uh, quickly switch the topic here. Uh, do you see that uh, services like Cloud PC by Microsoft mm -hmm. or whatever it is called by other people, uh, are going to have any impact on the market uh, and market sales? Initially, yes, and after that, no. But I don't think I haven't seen any impact at all. I haven't seen that I'm anybody. Skeptic about that. Yes, I'm highly skeptical because of the price. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you compare what uh, Cloud PC is asking you to pay for the service, and the price of the laptop, uh, especially the first one, I don't see a case there. I uh, yeah. when anybody everybody is trying to sell you cloud, they're going to tell you that uh, total cost and ownership is going to in the long run be uh, much uh, lower if you use the cloud. But I don't see with the prices that are in the. Um, you still have to have a device to access that machine. Yes, so so basically, we are talking about five hundred to six hundred dollars uh, for a machine right now in the cloud. And you still need a device, you still need a monitor, you still need a uh, keyboard. This is going to break. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to be need changing, uh, need, need changing this. So I don't see that this is going to make any, any uh, dent on the market. 
I especially think that Microsoft is going to uh, be creating a lot of confusion by pushing the cloud technologies, the hybrid uh, Windows uh, application model, whatever. And this is going to create a lot of a lot more confusion and uh, push the market down even more. I, I'm with you on that that assumption as well. Uh, I find that uh, all of the cloud providers are doing some very strange strange things in the past couple of years. I know that they have to grow their market share. They have to earn more money. They have to pay off all of the debt about the data center build-up process and the electricity and all of that. But with all of the things that have been happening in the past just couple of weeks related to cloud, I think that, uh, and reading about a lot of stories about people moving away from cloud, specifically enterprise companies, not small ones, I don't think that uh, this uh, growth of cloud can go indefinitely. And I don't think that the, the, the viable solution to this device is ever going to be something that's cloud or anytime soon. I've seen a lot of discussions uh, about not moving from the cloud, but moving into collocation. So basically creating yeah, your own the hybrid clouds. Col col collocation is something that I also heard as a keyword after many, many years becoming much more popular again. Yes, because people like had, having their own uh, computers. Owning but, their own data. But at the same time, uh, not having to hear them running and not having to uh, do anything about Cleaning them. Cleaning air conditioning and yes, whatnot. So, yeah. so I think that we have suddenly come the force of full circle. Uh, yes, and back to 2003. Four, if, five. if not, if not uh, 2000, uh, early 2000, because oh, yeah, that's we it. are just storing uh, our computers at somebody else's place. Mm -hmm. So cloud is not uh, other people's computers, but it's our computers running at somebody else's garage. Yeah, and this is this is completely fine with me. But this also creates another set of problems because this is also going to drive the market down. Mm -hmm. Who needs servers? Because if you can buy refurbished service and then put them in the location. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, I like that very much. Also, I I, uh, I didn't talk to you about this. Um, I have seen that the business model of uh, cloud providers or the colocation providers is changing. Okay. Uh, some of them are not longer change, uh, charging you by the unit. They are charging you exclusively on the power. So, I don't find that to be weird at all. Yeah. Yes, but it's I not. I heard it's that not, from a couple of people. Yeah, as well. it's it's not weird, but it is a new thing to me. I wasn't expecting that this is going to happen uh, as quickly as it has. It's happened. just like uh, additional charges in restaurants in Germany when you enter the, the restaurant uh, for nothing. Yes, but I was expecting that the price for per, uh, per unit is going to uh, stay. So that you're going to be buying, I don't know, 10 units or whatever. Right now, you, should, you can just say, okay, I need 22 kilowatts or whatever, and then they give you uh, how many racks, uh, how many racks you need. That's a direct result of the, uh, the the way in which the political uh, situation influences the economical situation, which changed the uh, situation with how uh, the power pricing works, which changed significantly in the past year, year and a half. We almost forgot about the the way in which. Uh, uh, the prices for uh, just for the power delivery, how much they changed in the past couple of years. Okay, but uh, the, the data centers that. didn't change. They didn't forget it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. But you know, it's it's a big shift uh, when uh, let's say uh, infrastructure providers are doing processes like this. But that just reflects the new market reality, and the new market reality is that power is very expensive. Okay, but I, I still was expecting that they're going to try to uh, they're going to try to uh, protect the rec space. 
that they're going to still... Uh, you mean like double charge? Rec space plus? Yes, yes, power? yes, yes, yes. That yes, would yes. be so much more in line with what we've seen so yes, far. Yes, because yeah. I, I, uh, a lot of them did that. They said that uh, with each uh, unit, whatever you got, 800 uh, watts or a kilowatt or whatever, and then uh, there were additional surcharges for the power for uh, if you exceeded the amount per unit. But right now, a unit is no longer... Uh, any, and no longer has any meaning in the data center uh, environment. Yeah, that's rapidly changing. I, I heard the same story from multiple different sources as well, not only from you. Although you did tell me that you had that situation locally too. It's very, very interesting. And so, so everything is changing. And the prices are going up because of the inflation. Uh, other prices are not going down as we are, we are expecting it to do. Uh, the market itself is completely completely volatile right now. Berserk. And can we even predict what's going to happen in the next year or so? No. And we would be irresponsible to even try. The only thing that I'm sure of is that laptops are not going away. Desktop PCs, I agree with you, they are going to shrink in terms, continue shrinking in terms of the market share in the future, most probably. Uh, if there's some kind of a quantum shift in technology that might push users towards buying new desktops, cool, but I don't think it's going I to don't expect it. I think, I think that right now quantum shift in technology is artificial intelligence, and, and this is going to heavily, but this case. is going to heavily influence the server market. Yeah. So I, th I th uh, think that uh, the amount of uh, servers that, is, that are going to be uh, sold is going to be uh, going up even more. Because I think that these projections are uh, pretty tame uh, compared to what I expect that people are going to be needing mm -hmm. uh, because of the artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I also see that uh, there is going to be a completely new uh, cloud service available to people and it's going to be machine learning in the cloud. To that point, actually, bef before we start wrapping the episode up, I have a question for you. You know that recently I've I've been playing around with the Turing Pi clusters. Yes, uh, which is basically like a small cluster of four small nodes of um, ARM-based CPUs in a motherboard that's Mini ITX. You can look the information up on the on the internet, and we're going to put the link in the description box so that you can find it for uh, for yourself as well. And I have a couple of NVIDIA Jetson uh, modules there. Actually, I have eight of them on two, two of those motherboards because the motherboard is created so that it can house four of those modules. Basically, from the end-user perspective, and I'm not talking about my professional use case for that, end-user perspective. Uh, both of us are tinkerers in that respect. You a little bit more than me in the past, let's say, decade or so. But do you think that these kinds of devices might gain a lot of popularity? Because uh, if you buy that uh, motherboard and house, for example, two regular Raspberry Pis and two Jetsons or one or three okay. plus one, doesn't really matter, you can easily run and let's say a home-based for a participant, let's say for a family-based some kind of an AI ML mechanism doing something. And on the other three or other two, depending on your requirements, you could house, you can uh, run other applications in containers, in virtual machines, whatever. Do you see that gaining popularity in the future, perhaps? Popularity, maybe. But I think that this is going to be much more popular as a service somewhere outside of the your local uh, network. Because right now, 
there is a huge, huge, huge uh, assortment of different things that you can run in your local network. Uh, Raspberry Pis can run DNSs, storages, uh, web servers, web servers uh, routers, Kubernetes. Uh, Kubernetes, whatever. So you have hundreds and hundreds of applications that you can run at your home. Okay. Uh, there is not a lot of people doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think that... Uh, is that the scope to ch of something that's going to change in the future? Uh, if and only if uh, the interface and the complexity of installing it all is going to change. Because uh, I wouldn't buy myself uh, a board that is uh, machine learning uh, dependent, not because I don't understand how to install it, but because I know that the hurdles... Uh, required that I need to overcome in order to uh, get uh, machine learning setup running something useful are such uh, such an enormous thing that I basically don't want to do it. So even with tinkering and everything else inside, uh, this is just going to be an edge case right now. Do you think that, so? Do you think that that's another? Let's say set of uh, things that are going to happen in cloud for end users then. Uh, do you know that there is a just let me quick uh, uh, ask you a question. Do you know that is a stable there is a stable diffusion uh, distribution that is available for Windows, so you can actually run stable diffusion in Windows and generate okay. images. Okay. Do you know about it? No. Uh, it's three clicks away from running. We just basically need to uh, uh, download the file, uh, start something. It is going to uh, get all the requ prerequisites uh, from the internet. It's going to get the uh, machine learning uh, uh, data sets from the internet and this is going to be it. Uh, nobody's using it. Only only the... Um, Again, edge uh, case. Edge cases. And I think that something like this is going to be can become interesting to end users as soon as somebody uh, creates a hybrid solution. The hybrid, hybrid solution of hybrid solution is going to be something that is going to be part on your PC, part in the cloud, so that you are uh, you have available um, a data set that is going to be smaller on your PC, and then you're going to have the cloud do the heavy lifting for you, and do the longer term and the larger data sets. Uh, so basically, how we use cloud today? Yes, but uh, I have a, I have a suspicion that people are going to be taken aback because they are going to be needing to buy things. That was actually the, my next question. Do you think that that's going to drive the yes. sales up? No, no, no. Because when the it's the same as it is with the news sources. People were used to buying newspapers every day or every other day. This would amount to, I don't know, two euros per day, so 60 euros per uh, month. Months on average, okay. Uh, if I told you that you can buy, uh, you can pay uh, your... Uh, news sources uh, and that you need to pay them 60 euros per month so let's say six different sites 10 euros per month each you're not going to do it nope nobody does it mm -hmm. so uh, it doesn't scale the idea doesn't scale people are not inclined to buy into uh, into things but that's why people invented twitter in accordance to you Yes, but this is the, but there is no twitter for uh, free uh, machine learning because machine learning costs money mm -hmm. so uh we are going to be seeing a lot of applications that are able to do the hybrid uh, model. So you have a, a smaller part of it on your local PC, the larger part is in the cloud. Client server type. Client, client ser server kind server of. type. Yeah. Server server type, basically. But the problem is going to be who is going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, machine learning still requires a large company uh, to run it. Everybody's talking about uh, local clouds or local uh, local machine learning uh, data sets, but who is going to pay for all of this? Who is going to be the one who is going to invest money? Okay, and the the last question before we wrap this up: Do you see anything making the situation in terms of the PC meets Mac meets uh, you know laptop sales better for in terms of how many of those are going to be sold on the market? Do you see no. anything? No, no, no. Uh, the thing that I'm seeing is, and probably this is the best analogy I can see, I, I can, t- uh, I, I can uh, use, is: Do you know how many uh, faucets or uh, mm-hmm. basically water uh, water pipes do you have in your home? I do. And which models? No. I think that this is going to, the same is going to happen to the PC. Uh, you are going to just sure. have a screen, okay. and in the next couple of years, we are going to be seeing uh, PC sales uh, just becoming sales of devices that you need at home. So you're going to buy yourself... In a supermarket. Uh, yes, you're going to buy yourself another digital assistant for the, I don't know, looking up recipes in the in the kitchen, and this is going to be, by chance, uh, PC running Windows 12, not uh, Google whatever, whatever, or uh, Echo whatever, whatever. So I see that they're going to become a commodity and this okay. commodity is going to be even cheaper and then nobody's going to buy them uh, for the PC that they are. They're not going to be a separate device. It's just going to be something that you need. You're going to get one for each uh, each of the rooms that you inhabit and this is going to be it. Do you think that that's going to drive uh, the console sales more for gaming specifically talking yes. about it? Yes. So, so specialized devices are going to be uh, going up. Hmm. Because you are going to be buying, uh, you're not going to be buying your next PC. You're going to be buying your next console for gaming, your next uh, recipe presentation uh, device, your next uh, shower uh, presentation device that's going to be able to play podcasts. You are not going to be caring about the PC anymore. So this is going to be the long-term uh, or the long-run idea. Especially if arm comes to desktop. Yes, and this is going to be, uh, your desktop is going to just be a presentation device for the combined cloud, the local uh, interface, uh, local computing. And especially when the ARM comes, uh, because somebody is going to announce that they're going into the distributed computing platform, that they're going to be not paying you money, but providing you with a service like Gmail does already so that it can use your arm to do the calculation for the cloud. And set it at home. Yeah, set it at home, but uh, machine learning, but for the whatever. Okay. So you, this, could be the, this could be the answer to my question, who is going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You are going to be paying for it. First, by buying a hardware and then giving your uh, data uh, away. Thank, as, you. As thank, you, but, thank yes. you, but no thank you. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's just you. Okay. Okay, well, that's a wrap of this episode of that IT Show podcast. Uh, We will see you in the next episode, but until then. Thank you, and see you next time. Thank you. Bye.